Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. I'm your host, Thomas. It's lovely to have your company. Tonight, we'll follow a curious young beaver as he goes on a quest to learn all about his tail. It's a sweet and charming story, written by Adrian and read by TK. Before that, I'd like to send a big thank you to Canva for Teams, the sponsor of tonight's episode. I love being able to talk about Canva for Teams here on the podcast, because we at Get Sleepy use Canva every single day to create stunning visual content. Canva for Teams is a design platform that makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format, from social media posts to videos, presentations, and websites. With features designed for brand consistency, Canva for Teams makes it easy to maintain your aesthetic and add your logos, fonts, and colors to anything you create and they have ready-to-use templates for everything you could think of, which helps to inspire your creativity. I do not consider myself to be graphically artistic or skilled whatsoever. I usually leave that stuff to other members of the team. Yet, with Canva, even I have managed to create numerous projects that I'm really proud of, so I think it's well worth you trying it too. Collaborate with Canva for Teams. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash getsleepy. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash getsleepy for a free 45-day extended trial. Canva.me slash getsleepy. Now, It's nearly time for our story, so let's take a moment to settle in and reflect. You might have heard the expression, busy as a beaver. These days, it seems we're all so busy, and while that can be a good thing in many ways, make life feel interesting or fun. Sometimes it can also feel a little overwhelming. Right now, there is no need to be busy. This is your safe space, and you can let yourself relax. Enjoy the peace and quiet of the room you're in. Rest your eyes in the dark and just be still. Take a deep breath in. Then Enjoy the soothing, slow exhale, feeling your body settle further into bed. 
and give yourself some gratitude for all you've accomplished today. Even if you think it wasn't much, it was enough. You deserve this time to rest, so embrace the opportunity and enjoy it. And just think, as you relax, somewhere in the world, a beaver is just starting their day. These semi-aquatic creatures are mostly nocturnal, becoming active as the sun dips down behind the horizon. They are very busy at night, hence the saying, busy as a beaver. This evening, let our main character be the busy one, not you. And on that note, I'll make way for TK as we meet a young beaver called Oliver. Oliver is a rather independent beaver. He's very different from his siblings, who are still quite attached to mom and dad. You see, Oliver is on a mission. As a big brother, he needs to strengthen his tail. Oliver will have many responsibilities in the not-so-distant future, and he wants to be prepared to change landscapes and build dams, just like all his ancestors before him. Oliver believes the best way to begin this noble journey is to gain some insight from other marsh and forest creatures. There are plenty nearby, all living in the same area of northeastern Ontario, Canada. He will start his quest near home, he decides. At dusk, on a lovely fall evening, Oliver prepares to leave his lodge made of pine wood, reeds, and mud. First, he fills his belly with herbs and water lilies. Then he tells his family goodbye with 
affectionate nuzzles for his younger siblings and nose taps for his parents. It's time to wander, he decides. For hours, Oliver enjoys his freedom and the feeling of damp grass and leaves under his feet. He relishes his alone time so much that he almost forgets the purpose of his mission. But then, under the moonlight, he is reminded when he sees a magnificent brown beast before him. It is a moose with sprawling antlers that are both flat and spiky at the same time. Oliver approaches carefully. The moose does not run and does not charge either. He just observes Oliver for a little while. And then the moose stretches his long neck down to the ground and takes a bite of grass. He slowly raises his head back up and chews still observing his new, curious companion. Moose and beavers clearly don't speak the same language. So, through body movement and visual cues, they agree to spend some time together. The moonlight overhead is so bright and shining so strongly they can see and understand one another just fine. The first lesson Moose wants to share with Oliver is how to be aware of surroundings near the water. Oliver follows his new friend to a gently flowing river. Side by side, the two drink cool water and take in the sounds of nature. An owl is hooting from a high above branch in a pine tree. Small animals, including a few squirrels and some rabbits, scurry over twigs. They move so quickly, Oliver and Moose barely notice their presence at all. Their river sip proves to be a wonderful life lesson. Moose steps into the river with all four legs and 
in his own silent way, instructs Oliver to watch. So, Oliver sits on the bank and observes as Moose submerges his large, bulky body into the water. What the young beaver witnesses next is a pleasant surprise. With his head above the surface, Moose takes off paddling and paddling across the river. Despite his size, he's extremely quick and very agile. Oliver is in absolute awe, and he realizes something very important. Physical appearances can be misleading in a good way. Never did he think a massive, lumbering moose would be so graceful traveling through a river. But now, he knows better than to make assumptions. And just when Oliver thinks he couldn't be more impressed, Moose turns around and dunks his head underwater. Can Moose hold their breath? Oliver wonders. If so, for how many seconds? Luckily, Oliver doesn't have to wait very long for an answer. Moose pops his head up right in front of him. He even flaps his oversized nostrils at Oliver, demonstrating his breathing technique. It's clear to Oliver after spending some time with Moose, that agility is prime, especially in the water. The part of the body that's underneath the surface and paddling needs to move with grace and power. Oliver's tail should move just like the wide hooves on a moose, which aid in swimming. As they part ways, it dawns on Oliver that he didn't really need a lesson in swimming. He is already excellent in that department and can hold his breath underwater for up to 15 minutes. What he should have been observing is Moose's tail. But that was only a couple inches long. There wouldn't be much to learn from a tail that serves 
no purpose. Oh well, thanks Oliver. On to the next. It is almost sunrise when Oliver would normally be going to bed. But Oliver is so excited to partake in another adventure. He decides he doesn't need to sleep just yet. Instead, he keeps his eyes, ears, and heart open. Staying near the water, he snacks on some berries and twigs and waits for something wonderful to occur. His belly tingles with glee and anticipation. Oliver just knows he will learn something magical soon. Something that will help him be stronger, braver, and more prepared for the future. A duck catches his eye, a male duck, presumably, due to his emerald green head and tail feathers that appear to have been dipped in white paint. Oliver makes eye contact with Duck, who seems a little shy. So, Oliver takes a few steps closer to the riverbank. The two animals are roughly three meters apart at this point. Neither of them is making noise but they hold eye contact, feeling one another's intent. Oliver pleads with his deep brown eyes. Please, Duck, let me spend some time with you. Truth be told, Duck is happy to be in the presence of another creature. He has been spending a lot of time alone lately, looking for food for his mate and ducklings. Sometimes, Duck craves the journey to provide for his family. But there are times when he is slow to leave his loving brood. They are quite the cuddly bunch, especially when they are well-fed and rested. Duck was initially looking forward to the solo jaunt, but now he feels something, something like purpose. Seeing the young beaver with eyes full of hope, Duck knows he is meant to teach a lesson.
Now, ducks don't smile. But if they could, ducks' smile would have been as wide as the Grand Canyon when he had this realization. Oliver sees the twinkle in Duck's eye. He takes the expression as a cue to edge closer and closer. Duck does the same until they are standing face to face. Duck's orange feet are as flat as paper, and his three big toes are all connected by thin skin. He is delighted to discover his new friend has somewhat similar feet. Only Oliver has five toes webbed together. Once they realize they are working with comparable feet, they hop in the river together. It's time for a swim. The sun is out, and the water is refreshing. They wade about, splashing playfully, as though they have known each other for their entire lives. But Oliver cannot understand how duck's feathers stay dry, even in the water. Then he realizes that his own fur is barely wet at all. He looks at his back over his right shoulder, then his left. How is it possible? Oliver wonders. I'm submerged in a river, and my fur is practically dry. He looks to Duck, who is amused by this. They realize that, in a way, they are the same. Their fur and feathers are waterproof. If my fur got wet and stayed wet, Oliver thinks to himself, I'd have a much harder time maneuvering on land after a swim. I would be weighed down. I usually just shake a bit and I'm dry. Simple as that. But now I understand why. Just then, Duck gets out of the river and does a quick wiggle. Water drops fly off his body, and then he waddles to a sunny spot. He squats down for a moment 
to bask in the sunshine. Oliver gets out of the river and joins Tuck. They sit together and soak up the rays. It's the first time Oliver has felt sleepy in a while. However, he is enjoying his time with Duck too much to go home and rest. Still curious about their speed-drying abilities, Oliver reaches his paw toward Duck's back. With a slight nod, Duck gives Oliver approval to make physical contact. He knows the little beaver is just curious. Gently, Oliver touches his friend's back. He starts at the bottom of Duck's neck and glides his little paw down to the iridescent tail feathers. How else would he learn about Duck's superpower? He feels oil, and it all starts to make sense. Oliver removes his paw from Duck and touches his own fur. It feels slippery and very similar to Duck's feathers. Now I understand, thinks Oliver. There is more to our buttery coating than just waterproofing our bodies. And he's correct. There's a lesson to be learned from the feathers of a duck or the fur of a beaver. Water can be heavy, and so can life. Obstacles get in the way, or there are burdens to be carried. Sometimes the best thing is to let the heavy stuff slide off your back. This is the main lesson Oliver learns from Duck. We have a special ability, he thinks, and I will be grateful for it. I will be stronger and more capable because of my slick fur. Just as Duck begins to waddle away, presumably to find a meal for his family, a new friend enters the scene. It's a frog one that Oliver has actually met before. 
He's a happy little tree frog who hops around the marshes and forests, looking for tasty crickets and beetles. Frog is a vibrant shade of green, with a speckling of white and brown near his body. And although he's little, he's strong. Frog has so much power in his legs as he leaps with all his might toward Oliver. Of course, Oliver is more than welcoming. He's not the least bit tired, as learning has invigorated him. Now, he ponders, what can I possibly learn from Frog? Before his thought process deepens too far, something worth observing happens. Frog catches a fly so small it's barely noticeable using his long pink tongue. When his mouth closes, so do both his eyes. Frog squeezes his eyes closed so tightly that they disappear into his head. Oliver watches carefully and wonders why Frog closes his eyes to swallow. Is it a quirk? Or does it have a purpose? Maybe both, thinks Oliver. Frog's eyes pop back up and look around. They rotate in every direction. He inches closer to Oliver, who is fascinated by the little creature. Frog lets out a croaking sound from the back of his vocal cords. It's not a traditional ribbit but more like a vibrating cackle with a chirpy finish. And, for whatever reason, Oliver now wants to make noise too. So, he opens his mouth. Nothing comes out other than a slight peep. Amused, Frog hops even closer to Oliver. They are face to face now, and Frog lets out a loud croak to encourage Oliver to try again. The sound that Oliver makes is something between an old man chuckling to himself and a bicycle horn being honked. It's unusual 
both preachers decide that making noise, or at least trying to, is done for the day. Next up, jumping. Frog puts the weight of his tiny body on his muscular back legs and springs high into the air. The leap is quick, but Oliver feels like he is watching Frog in slow motion. Frog jumps as nimbly as a ballet dancer performing on stage. Soon, Frog is off in the distance, far away from Oliver. But he turns around and takes a few leaps back to be near his new friend. Oliver is mighty impressed. How did something so small travel so far? It's the legs, he concludes. Oliver doesn't have strong legs, though. In fact, they are very short so he doesn't think he'll ever be able to travel fast. But then, Oliver realizes, my tail, he thinks. Of course, my tail. He had gotten so fond of learning about his new friends that he completely forgot the purpose of his journey, which was to strengthen his tail. With Frog watching nearby, Oliver jumps into the river again. But this time, instead of swimming with his webbed feet like he did with Duck, Oliver uses his tail to swim. Of course, he uses his paws, too. But for the most part, his tail is working as a propeller. With every swish, he can feel it getting more powerful. Frog jumps into the water to race. And, for a while, the two fast friends are neck and neck. Both of them move effortlessly through the river's flowing water until Oliver pulls ahead. That's when Frog starts to lose momentum. So he retreats to the bank to take a rest. His small stature is no competition for Oliver, 
who is now treading water using only his flat, leathery tail. Eventually, Oliver gets out of the water and gives himself a quick shake to dry himself off. Because of his slick coat, thousands of water droplets fly off his body, and plenty of them land on Frog, who stirs from an almost sleep. He takes the sprinkling as a sign to get back in the water and swim home. The two friends nod goodbye. Oliver finds himself suddenly very sleepy. He has had quite the day. Well, quite the night and day, really. First, he was graced by the majestic presence of a moose, who taught him to not make assumptions based on appearances. The moose was large and clumsy-looking, but he carried himself with grace. This is how Oliver wishes to carry himself one day, gracefully. Well, as graceful as a beaver can be. Next was the sweet father duck, who was out looking for snacks for his family. The duck taught Oliver that we all have special characteristics, and many of them bond us as living, breathing beings. In the case of beavers and ducks, they both have slick coats and webbed feet. Oliver learned from this encounter to simply swim and let the heavy stuff slide right off his back. He will remind himself of the duck whenever life gets difficult. And then, of course, there was the friend who taught him about strength and speed. Oliver's frog friend was so encouraging and helpful. He made Oliver want to exercise his tail. This, after all, is a beaver's greatest asset and Oliver can already feel his tail getting stronger and stronger. Someday, perhaps, he'll have a partner and little beavers of his own. 
and he will use his tail to protect his family and build them a dream home, one that is safe and cozy. Oliver lies there on the bank of the river as the sun sets. He couldn't be happier. His mind is calm, but at the same time, full. He learned about himself and made new friends, all of whom he hopes to see again in the near future. He imagines himself a few years down the road with his family, running into his friends, Moose, Duck, and Frog. It has been a good night and day for the busy beaver, and it will be even better with a nap. Before he dozes off, there on the bank, he remembers. He has a cozy home to go to, and it's filled with a family that loves him. So, Oliver rolls over and uses his tail to push his tired body up off the grass. Slowly, he walks home to his lodge, where Mom and Dad have made dinner, and his siblings are playing a game. Oliver is home, wiser and stronger. And although it's almost nighttime, when he'd usually be getting ready to start his day, he cannot wait to relax and enjoy a good rest.